Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I got a new rug, and now all my furniture looks really shabby, and this is why I can't have nice things. <laughs> it's really cool when you're like, I own real estate, yay, until you receive 12 honking bills from the county tax collector. Oh, what fun. Have you flipped through a Vogue magazine lately? Because I don't think I get fashion anymore. <laughs> I don't think they sell Vogue here, Sarah. We have mags like Chickens, Birds and Blooms, and The Family Handyman. Oh, three of my faves. Have such a good day. And welcome back to Have Such a Good Day, the show that wants you to do just that. And Heather, this is a pretty fun episode for us. Oh my God. Oh my God, dude. dude. <laughs> Are you so excited, Heather? <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I told our Discorders this morning like how pumped I am for episode 100. Here's the thing. Have you done, how many things have you done 100 times? I mean, let's like not like brushing your teeth or those I've types probably of done that more than a hundred times of course like this month like a million <laughs> but uh a hundred times i mean that's like quite it's a centennial it's a it's a it's really an accomplishment yeah it is a 100 episodes and anybody who's been with us for a while knows you know we've taken a little break here and there um uh, particularly in 2020 at the beginning of the year so we haven't had a hundred consecutive weeks of the show. It's been a mm-hmm. little bit more than that, not too much though. But hey, anybody who gets to a hundred episodes as a weekly podcast will tell you it's a labor of love. Oh, it really and, is. And our show is no different. And we're just we're just happy. I mean, we're gonna keep going. It's not like the show ends <laughs> today. <laughs> but a hundred is it is a milestone yeah, of it. some kind. Oh yeah, such a milestone. Yep. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, bye. we'll be back for 101 and then we're going to start a whole new slew of palindromes for you, Sarah. Thank you. Yes, 101 is a good palindrome. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we won't have another again until 111. See how this goes? It never ends. <laughs> it never ends. Like our show, it'll never, ever end whether no. you like it or not. Yeah. One foot in the grave, we're going to be doing the show and you better be listening. And if you're not, you haven't held up your part of the bargain. (laughs) And if you're listening for the first time, this is the show, the show, where we unpack the absurdity of life for your entertainment. Let us know if there's another show out there that does that, because I haven't found that yet. Uh, Yeah, me either. Well, there are definitely podcasts that I feel like that I've found, you know, maybe I know somebody who's hosting it, or I've somehow stumbled upon it, or it was Mm -hmm. recommended to me, and i feel like, oh, this is a show, when I say like a show about nothing, haha, Seinfeld reference, but it's a show about, you know, it's a lifestyle show. And I would definitely put us in that category. We don't have a particular subject matter. It's sort of like, hey, what's been going on since we talked last type thing. And (laughs) And we cover a lot of subject matter. We do. We do. And that's that's by design. You know, it's like, hey, if the show is just about Airbnb hell, we're just about (laughs) gardening, that would be fine. But it would kind of... I don't know. We might have we'd a different bo- audience. Yeah, or, or we'd, we'd feel like, I don't know, some subject matter would be outside of that box and applicable to another show. Anyway, 
we like to keep we like to keep things fluid around these parts. Talk about life and whatnot and yeah. all the things, life Sarah, and living and being alive. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 that thing that happens when you're not dead when yeah. you wake up and you realize you're still breathing and you're like whoo hallelujah or you're like oh man yeah yeah it just depends on the day you know <laughs> i i'm not going to name any names but there are you know how there are those people on i instagram is is repeat offender territory but it can happen <laughs> in all sorts of social network land but it's like you know inspirational quotes and like screenshot oh, of the inspirational quote oh, and then like sometimes there's a caption that the person adds to the inspirational mm -hmm. quotes and sometimes not like the quote is just living on its own and they're you know sort of like you know seize the day type stuff uh -huh. uh, or you know just like you know thankful for you know my health and my happiness and all of that where i'm like yeah i mean because you woke up and you weren't dead today like that is something <laughs> to celebrate i guess but i also feel like it's implied that we're yeah. just all happy to have our health i mean happy some people to be have their health yeah it's just, I'm like, okay, thank you for like throwing that quote at me. <laughs> you know, I am happier now. The one I see a lot lately is work hard and be nice to people. And mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know. I don't feel like there's really any quote that I could like put on my wall that would be forever cool. Kind of like sometimes I think about that with a tattoo. It's like, it's just so, it's, it's, it's also, hard to come by. There's also, the, you know, the way that, these phrases work it's like work hard and be nice to people is you've given me an order yeah you know what i mean like you're now telling me what to do and who the fuck are you like, it, there's it's a, it's just like there's that thing where it's like yes that's a good mantra to have in your inner monologue right <laughs> yeah but like is that something that like you need to like you know Hang like i feel room? like you're pointing at me like work harder <laughs> and be nicer to people it's, it's like, like the okay. please wash hands or take off shoes or yeah uh, it's just like uh. oh i know I okay know. well anyway. anyway so uh <laughs> how's your week been well thanks for asking i uh, i've had a good week i've had a good week i am I'm not doing a lot of alcohol consumption these days. In fact, I mean, I couldn't even tell you the last time I had a glass of wine. It's been a couple of weeks. And I've just sort of been doing my, doing a lot of chores and puttering around and running errands and keeping the, the Airbnb homestead in order and just kind of like leaning into going back to somewhat normal life in my post-vax world and not freaking out about it a little bit as areas tend to open up but also i'm in a routine where it's like for example on a friday night i'm kind of like okay you know do my work for the day you know friday's a work day for me usually and get some stuff done i always like to go grocery shopping because i love to wake up on saturday morning and i got a full fridge mm -hmm. you know it's just like ah the weekend i'm packed i have all these options for like what <laughs> i'm gonna eat and and, you know, and then it kind of turns into like sun's going down, you know, okay, what what's happening? And I just love the nights where I'm like, nothing. I maybe have a movie that I've been, you know, it's on the shelf that I, you know, want to watch. Or or maybe there's some like silly internet stuff that I've held off on because it's really just a time-wasty thing. Mm -hmm. But now I have a little bit of time. And, and, uh, and the alcohol part I mentioned because uh, I have, I have come to terms with the fact that even just a little bit of wine, it's always wine, I don't really drink anything else, just a little bit of wine will disrupt my sleep a little bit. If I have more than a little bit of wine, my sleep is disrupted a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just totally, it's, it's complete causation, you know, it's, that's what it is. I, I now know, you know, like, if I have, if I have wine, I will pay either a little bit or I will pay dearly. <laughs> and that's just the way my life goes. And so, I love sleep so much and I kind of have an insomnia history. Well, I do. And it's just like, you know, I, I, it used to be this like struggle that I would have like, oh, but that sounds so good right now. Maybe if I just have like one extra glass of water where mm -hmm. I just like don't, you know, enjoy my wine, just a little nip, you know, too close to bedtime, I'll somehow like, you know, trick my system. And it's like, no, there's just no tricking happening. And so I really got to pick my battles and that's been great. I have been sleeping super well and I cannot tell you how great it is to not 
even if I like give myself eight hours of sleep, like tossing mm -hmm. and turning for like a more than an hour of that time is just like, I'd rather just be awake. It yeah. sucks. Yeah, so. no, I mean, I think uh, I love sleep. I love bed and I hate that expression. <laughs> oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. It's like, no, you won't enjoy the act of sleeping if you're dead. So that doesn't right. really make any sense And you're sense waking hours. I mean, man, some people, I know it varies for everybody and I'm never actually getting eight hours of sleep. I mean, that's sort of my goal, but it's like, yeah. man, if I get seven, I feel really good the next day. And so that's what we're going with. And sometimes it's a little less, you know, if mm -hmm. I, if I, uh, you know, I, cause I do all the sleep tracking. So it's like six hours and, you know, 27 minutes. Well, you know, I feel pretty good in the morning. So, you know, I guess I slept soundly. Yeah. I mean, seven, seven and eight is good for me too. And, uh, yeah. I'm not embarrassed if I'm like, I went to bed at nine 30. Oh, heaven. Clean oh, yeah. sheets no. and oof, and it's really, best. it's like I I do this <laughs> I do this cool thing that no one else does. Everyone <laughs> knows this, but like you know, I kind of turn off the TV. My all my smart lights are like dimming at a certain time, so I'm like I've got the mood going, <laughs> and I lay in bed and I you know I've, I've got like a ton of books in my book shelf that I just have like either read so long ago mm -hmm. that I don't even remember what they're about anymore or I've never read them and it's just something that I meant to get to and now they just look like you know they're just art and <laughs> <clears throat> pardon me so I you know I, I open you know I take my contacts out put my glasses on you know so I don't have to think about my contacts anymore I get cozy I open my book and I mean I am lucky if I can get through like four pages without starting to nod off, <laughs> totally. which is, it's like, okay, it's going to take me like five years to read this novel, but <laughs> I love that feeling. I know. That feeling of just like, oh, I'm starting to fall asleep. And so then it's just like, gently put the book on the windowsill and that's the end of that. And I just <laughs> drift away. Oh, I love it so too. Uh, I mean, I don't need to go too deep into this, but like, I'm not joking. I have like vivid realistic dreams every night and I wake up and it's like I live another life I literally am like oh no that like sometimes I'll get so confused where like did that actually happen no that was yeah. in my dream and it's like I live two different lives it's actually really cool yeah well it's so it's been a good week I uh I, I had this funny interaction it was great it was a great interaction but so I'm you know I I promised this episode would not be about all the plants that I bought, but I did <laughs> buy a bunch of plants uh, last weekend. And it's funny, there's these like tree stumps, like they're cut, you know, they're they're like in sections. And they've been just sort of in this corner of the property that no one goes. And I knew that they were there and they kind of seemed like they were like helping like prop up a fence mm -hmm. that's sort of aging and, and a little saggy. And, and I, I don't know, I just, Never thought about them. And then the other day I was like, gosh, these are, they're cut really well so that if you, you know, if you put them right side up, they're like little stools, yeah, but I didn't want to mess up the fence. And then I was like, you know, they're not even touching the fence. Like, I think someone just put them here, not for any reason. Mm -hmm. They're just out of the way. And so I took a couple over to like where my little stairs to my, to my um, apartment start and there's at the bottom of the stairs there's not really much going on it's kind of the driveway there's you know it's not a lot of curb appeal right there so i was like you know i could put a couple stumps kind of just around this area and then put little planners you know something colorful mm -hmm. whatever the plan is almost doesn't matter just something that would work yeah. outside you know and just and just brighten it up just that much more so of yep. course you know it all starts with like tree stump <laughs> that i found free cool <laughs> and then it's like and then a plant and then you know, the and cool then $100 pottery. later from the nursery. <laughs> yeah. And like pottery is weird, right? Like you'll get like, just like this standard clay pot, which I, I love the look of, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, you know, just terracotta, whatever. And it's like, you can get those. Well, I mean, the size matters, but like you can get one for like, you know, it's pretty cheap and that's a look, right? But I like to like, I like, I like a little splash of color or a little sure. design or, you know, something like that. And it's like, <laughs> I was at my favorite nursery the other day and it's like you really have to pay attention you can't just be like oh cool this is a great one it's like you look on the you know i think it's like going to be like ten dollars and it's like 60. and you're like <laughs> yeah a hell kind of like clay pot like <laughs> like you know princess diana place did i get this from it's like well i don't like it that much you know yeah. it's like weird anyway so Pots i had gone yeah they can be like also like it's like deceivingly expensive yeah. or like excessively cheap where I'm like, whoa, I 
totally thought I was going to pay more mm -hmm. than what I'm paying for this. I don't know. You just kind of, you got to know what you want and, and check the prices. Mm -hmm. But I had gone to the plant store. It's not that far away from me, but you know, it's a good, I don't know, 15 minute drive. Mm -hmm. And I, as I'm driving home, my gas is low and there's a gas station that's like the closest gas station to where I live. Not right around the corner, but pretty close. And so that's just the gas station I always go to. It's just kind of always on my route, whatever. But there's a closer gas station that's pretty near the nursery that I know is there, but I've just never stopped there. But as I'm driving, I'm like, eh, you know, just stop at the first gas station you see. You need gas anyway. Like, what does it matter? You know, I'm mm -hmm. sure the prices are like, you know, a couple cents difference. And so I stop and it's one of those gas stations that's not like a, you know, a franchise. It's just like some little indie gas station. <laughs> and so I'm, you know, I, I get my gas going. It's going to take a few minutes. And I wanted water or there was something that I wanted, gum or I don't know. And so I kind of go into the little mini mart, you know, and I've, again, never been there. And it's a little like, it's kind of shack looking, you know, mm -hmm. so I'm like, I don't even know if they're going to like have like sparkling water or something mm -hmm. in there. And I walk in and, you know, it's kind of a, it's a little place, but there's more in there than I thought that there would be. And it's sort of murky, like the lighting is sort of strange. Like it really does look like kind of a converted shack of some kind mm -hmm. and I walk in and the woman behind the counter who was kind of young I mean she's younger than me she's like hi how are you <laughs> and the way that she said it was so nice that I thought she thought she knew me you know and we're wearing masks <laughs> yeah and you know I kind of go like hi how how are you and she's like I am so good and it was <laughs> funny like I realized no, she was just like happy to see somebody. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, a lot of people haven't walked in there today or she's just a really friendly person. And so, she, and you know, I get what I'm getting and I'm like, oh, yeah, I've, I've actually never been here before. And she's like, well, I'm so glad you're here. And it was so like genuine yeah. and just like- At a she gas wasn't... station too, is, it doesn't Yeah, right, often. exactly. It's like, not that gas station uh, employees aren't nice, but it just, it, she almost felt a little out of place. Yeah. And, and she, how's your day? And I said, well, it's good. I actually just came back from buying a bunch of plants and I'm going to be outside and, you know, potting some plants. And she's like, oh my God, I love that. I love those days. And I'm like, <laughs> me too. It was the cutest thing. And, you know, we kind of just ex exchanged pleasantries and I'm not in there for very long. And as I'm leaving, She's like, I'm kind of like halfway out the door and she goes, oh, I'm sorry. I wanted to tell you, I love your mask. <laughs> like, thank you. My mom made it. And she's like, you're kidding. I'm like, no, I'm not. She did. She's like, oh my God, I love that. And it was like, I literally walked out of there like, what's the um, Mary Tyler Moore show, you know, where she's like walking, you know, down in New York Street, and, like throws her hat in the air. Like I was totally. just like, today is awesome. <laughs> It's infectious. It does. It makes yeah. such a difference. That's really cool. It was cool. just like, it was such a funny thing. Like I was like, and I'm kind of laughing about the whole thing. Cause I'm yeah. like, this is like borderline odd, but just like so happy, you know? And I like, my gas is done at that point. And I started to drive away, you know, I drive home, but it was like, it was like a funny, bizarro world gas station experience. <laughs> I will be back. Oh, I was going to say, you're definitely going to go back. I mean, that's yeah. like some really good customer service. Yeah. It was one of those moments where I'm like, nothing of any real substance just happened <laughs> but it was like a place i never go mm -hmm. you know like you, you know i'm such a person of routines and so mm -hmm. it's like when you deviate from a routine and you're like that was so pleasant then i don't know i get this little like shot of serotonin dopamine whatever is the one that's like the happy thing oh yeah inside totally. you. serotonin i guess <laughs> i always get those mixed up i know it, whatever that is i felt it <laughs> i felt it coursing through my veins i love it and then when you do it back it it's like when you're that person doing it you feel the same because you're like oh i think i maybe i think i'm making them have a, such a better day kind of yeah, thing exactly yeah it's so infectious. anyway gas station follies never disappoint i love it yeah well how's your week been Oh, it's been good. You know, like it's nonstop, the excitement and the adventure, Sarah. <laughs> I'll quickly update you on my gardening. I had to finish my greenhouse project. I think I told everybody that um, I'm really into hot peppers and I needed to replant. They're, they're mostly annuals, so you have to replant them. 
some of them, if, if they're really healthy and happy, can continue to produce the next year, which I do have a few old ones in there, but I had to kind of clean everything out and add, you know, put new soil and my new little starters. So my greenhouse is looking real good, but man, I am just feeling it. I, I need help. I mean, this is, like I said, this is like a really big property. There's a lot of separate gardens that need tending. We don't have irrigation. So it's a lot of watering. So like mm -hmm. I'm really sore. And on top of it, I am moving. And I was just curious if anybody out there would like to maybe help me move <laughs> again. Anyone? Bueller? Oh boy. Yeah, you've done a lot of moving. I mean, luckily you're moving within your own property. It's not like you still don't have to box things up. Of course you do. But at least there's like... But it's an open box. You don't have to like tape it. Well, Because you're carrying yeah. it. I don't have to put anything in a truck. Like I basically, it's, yeah. it's literally, I would say, 25 steps <laughs> to, you know, next door. And then it's two steps up. It's more of just up. a grand reorganization than a Exactly. Move. It is a grand, that's a really great way of putting it. But it's funny because I have a wisteria plant that currently is blooming and it's like i don't know if you know what wisteria looks like but yeah, it like hangs over and it's like very viney and it's it's also like my dad always tried to like prop it up because it could like hang over the the path so the path between my current house and my new house has the wisteria hanging over and it's like i'm probably gonna have to cut it back because that's exactly the trail that we have to take to get to the <laughs> new house and we're not going to be able to bring like a couch through there the path is very narrow but it'll be it'll be fun i mean it's challenges at every corner like currently my office is now in my bedroom because we're doing this all backwards instead of moving into a new house that's empty and painting before we move in we're kind of painting as we move in and so we finished painting my bedroom and this week we're starting to paint my office. I'm so pumped. My new blue, very excited. But I had to move all my furniture out of my office into the bedroom because he needs the space. So, and all the bathroom doors are off. So it's like, hmm, where do I go to the bathroom? Oh, there's no door. <laughs> right. yeah. You yeah. know, it's just like, like it's all Everybody disarray. out of the house, go yeah. to the pot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm like slowly bringing things over like oh we're out of toilet paper because we haven't you know we're we're this week is the big move this is where i have hired some muscle and that mm -hmm. muscle being my my female gardener who is the bomb she can kind of do everything she's amazing so we hired her for tomorrow and wednesday to help us with the bed and the and the couch and everything so tomorrow night we should officially be sleeping in our new bedroom in our bed nice. but it's moving isn't like just sore arms and mental exhaustion it's also reveals things that you know and you have to like kind of revisit things that you should just throw away like you you sort through things it's a grand yeah. what whatever you said it's a grand reorganization, reorganization. kind of thing yeah. and it's not just my stuff remember i am actually you know having to go through a lot of my father's stuff and i'm doing his business now so the the biggest hardest part is my dad has it's like your worst nightmare sarah truly well, you have a few worst nightmares. This is one of them. Yeah, I'm like, five. is it really my worst nightmare? <laughs> I've got some bad nightmares. My dad has boxes and boxes of paper. Printouts of emails. Literally printing oh, out yeah. emails. That is a nightmare. That are, you know, like information that he needs to keep on file for taxes. I get why he did it. I mean, you, you kind of have to track these things. And mm -hmm. digital things can get lost. And you have to file things away. And it's a whole thing. So I'm really trying to figure out like because i'm more digital but i do need printouts i need paper for my tax my cpa i am not finished going through his office like it has been it's going to take me all year and so i'm i'm going through more and more boxes of things of his not just mine but i'm finding old birthday cards that you know from me when i was like 13 to my dad wow, and it's yeah. like kind of a trip reading it and be like, God, my writing is so bad. Oh, that's so lame. I'm so sentimental, <laughs> Ugh. you know, like stuff like that. And, you know, newspaper clippings and printouts of like funny things. Like yesterday I found this John Cleese, you know, the Monty Python actor. Yeah. Uh, we, we grew up watching Monty Python and my dad had these printouts of little things that he would say, like little anecdotes or stories and so cute. And it really going through someone else's stuff is, I mean, of course I know my dad really well, but it reveals so many other interesting things. Like he was just so cool. Like all of his clippings were so interesting. They were either, you know, really interesting about like the world economy or, you know, how the world is changing or like really funny 
Canadian I stuff. I love the, oh, this is the box of the world economy clipping. No, I'm not kidding. I'm not <laughs> kidding. He has a I, box I of climate you. change stuff. Like, so I'm like, I don't want to throw it away because it's very memorable of like who my dad was, but yeah. I hate having all this paper. It stresses me out, especially printouts of emails. I'm not OCD, but I like organization and I don't like knowing that there's like some of the boxes that are in the back of the office say 2015 and I'm like, does that have to be in my office? Can't that go in deep storage somewhere? Like, yeah. or like go away, like in I the mean, fireplace, like, right. yeah, burn it's like, it. I mean, I know for taxes specifically, you know, you want to hold on to stuff more than six years, but yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, I am, yeah, I, I'm a person who's like birthday cards, love them. They have a shelf life. Yeah. That, that I, if I saved every card that I got, or we were like, you know, holiday stuff from people, yeah. love them. They look cute. Put them on the fridge until sure. March. And then, then they go in the recycle bin. They just, you know, they've been loved. Yeah. They've been absorbed. Yep. And I can't save that stuff. Mm -hmm. It would drive me insane. However, some people do, and that's cool too. Yeah, you know, it's I keep them. I have, actually have a bunch of cards from my entire life in Ziploc bags, and I love having them because I I have looked back on them before. I've gotten some great cards, and I, I think they're lovely. And I don't keep all of them. I definitely don't. Like, my mom will send me a thank you card, and, you know, right. I mean. Yeah, you're not like. I'm like, yeah, I'm from, not going to keep every single thing. Yeah, from 2018, mom said thank you. Keep it. Yeah, well, I, exactly. There are definitely, in fact, I there was a card that I had gotten from a boyfriend. This is like so long ago. I mean, mm -hmm. I've gotten more than one card from a boyfriend, but like for whatever reason, like long after we were not an item anymore, I had, you know, it was in a box. I had totally forgotten about it. And I found it, it wasn't my most recent move, but it was like, there was some reason I was going through this box that was definitely like a deep storage thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I found it and I read it and I was like, wow, like I remember how happy this made me. Like the exactly. memory of the happiness was worth me not throwing it out. And it wasn't even, you know, I, I don't, it was like a feeling, like you have like, mm -hmm. you bottle up a feeling. Oh, it's the, and it's the best so thing the, ever. There are things that I don't part with for that reason, but. Yeah, I have a letter from a girl who, I became really good friends with in college and she she was a great writer and she wrote me the most seriously the one of the most beautiful letters I think I've ever gotten but she wrote it in pencil and so it's all faded and I'm mm. I, I really like I'm gonna keep this thing forever and it's probably gonna end up being like a blank piece of paper because all well, the pencils photos. gonna that's true but yeah. the one thing I wanted to mention I did find a very a hilarious relic among my dad's uh, affairs and that is uh, an AOL startup disc still wrapped in plastic. Mm. I gave it uh, as a present to my boyfriend. He was very happy and well, not really. It was, it was a big joke. He was like, I don't want this. Um, but uh, wow. I mean, at the bottom of a box, I mean, that must've been sitting there since those days. Cause this was a box that was in deep, you know, and there was a lot of old stuff in there. And I thought, Hmm, interesting okay what maybe i can sell this on ebay i mean it's such such a relic from uh, early technology days i thought it was kind of cool that is cool i don't have any aol discs but you know there was a joke for like many years of like oh now they're coasters i think probably <laughs> a lot true. of us have an aol disc or two at the bottom uh -huh. of the box somewhere or we're using them as coasters <laughs> or both <laughs> okay so heather <laughs> Uh, I I could not get through episode 100 without uh, discussing something that I recently learned about because there are a lot of things, especially with uh, the Gen Z and under folks. Oh, by the way, uh -huh. okay. So before I get to the story, so so I you and I are both like at the very end of Gen X. Yeah, that's technically based on the year that we were born. I mean, I think I'm like I'm actually almost a millennial, but I'm still specifically, you know, the tail end of Gen X. Sure. So, <clears throat> so that's what I am. And that's, you know, it doesn't really affect me one way or another, you know, like, okay, boomer stuff where I'm like, yeah, that's my parents. It's not mm -hmm. me. You know, I'm not that old yet kind of thing. And then there's millennials and millennials are, you know, it's sort of a big group, but you know, there's, there's more or less an agreed upon when you were born, you know, that's the day range. Then there's Gen Z and that's like the, you know, the, the young, younger set. But then you know, of course, as every year goes by and time goes so quickly these days, it's like, yeah, now the Gen Z, which was, I was like, I don't know, it's like kids in high school, right? It's like, no, mm -hmm. no, no. Now that's Gen Alpha because we're going back to the beginning <laughs> of the alphabet now. Yeah. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like Gen Alpha, like that's the, the super young and it's crazy. And 
like the whole kind of like, oh, millennials are this way. You know how everybody wants to like define a generation mm -hmm. and like millennials now, you know, at the higher end of that age group are like, are like 40 years old. Like, mm -hmm. and in my mind this whole time, I've been like, oh yeah, millennials, you know, like kids out of college. It's like, no, we're way beyond that now. Like we were like, mm -hmm. we're starting, that's like, we got a couple more generations going on. Um, you know, millennials are, you know, have had kids like over a decade ago in mm -hmm. some circumstances, not everybody, of course. But so there's this whole thing. And, and yet I bring this up because there are so many things that I feel like are, you know, internet trends, like everything's a trend, right? You know, there's a, a funny saying that happens once and like, there's like a million memes that happen because mm -hmm. of it. Like, for the most part, I love all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I love it in the sense of like, I am too old for a lot of it but i am i i i hate the kind of that uh way of thinking where someone's just like oh you know everything's so stupid and meaningless these days like that's not how we were when we were kids kind of thing mm -hmm. like that is just such a dismissive way to like not enjoy a lot of things about life sure. like hey the internet's here there are a lot of memes get used to it yeah that said you know there's stuff that i think is really stupid and stuff that i think is really like poignant or funny whatever like there's a spectrum like there is with everything but this one i just couldn't wrap my head around and that heather is the appuccino mm. thought i said cappuccino no cap <laughs> appuccino oh no so so this the i i over the weekend I was, I don't know where I was, reading the news, reading the internet news as one does. And on BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed, of course, you know, tells me about lots of things that I didn't know about that uh, pe people in Gen Alpha might might enjoy. But it were, there was this uh, article about the rise of the Appuccino and how TikTok was fueling it. And I was like, what is that headline even? I need to know more. Did you and know what that meant, Appuccino? No, I was okay. like coffee related i don't know <laughs> so the whole thing is okay so let's let's see if i can you know lay out the story so number one this is about starbucks uh number two it turns out that starbucks you know starbucks is obviously a huge coffee brand you might think of it as like you know corporate hell you might like starbucks like whether or not you like it is neither here nor there but it turns out that Starbucks, which is like a 50-year-old company at this point, has been around since the 70s. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, it used to be like a tiny little place in Seattle. Like, mm -hmm. clearly not that anymore. It's more of like a cultural institution, you know, for good or better for worse. But now the company says that they sell more of, of like the complicated iced drinks than they do just regular coffee. It's just, hmm. it has become something where you get something that's a little bit more like customized and mm -hmm. I mean I hate iced coffee so I'm just like ugh. like especially people who drink iced coffee in the winter you get you yeah. see a lot of that in New York oh, when God, it's like yeah. snowing outside and you're and those like frappuccinos what? what is happening it makes like, me cold you? to see people drink those it's very weird and and it just as as I don't like iced coffee some people don't like hot coffee it's like mm -hmm. whatever it's a personal preference well it turns out that Starbucks is like has said yeah that's just not that they're gonna stop you know giving somebody like a regular coffee but that the kind of frappy you know like double whip blah 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 you know all of that stuff like shot of caramel that's all actually where the company makes the majority of its money sure and gets most of its business okay so there's that with the pandemic happening not that there weren't certain like starbucks that have drive-through windows you've seen those before oh, yeah not every Starbucks has one, but that's that's a thing that became a much more popular option, obviously, because people are trying not to go inside or they weren't allowed to. Mm -hmm. And also curbside service, which is like you, you know, you drive up, they've gotten your order because Starbucks has an app and they, you know, they I don't know. I, I've never actually done this. I assume that, you know, you say what kind of car you're in or whatever. You know, they know your name, you get your order and you drive away. So, you know, con frictionless contact mm -hmm. and or, or much less so. So both of those options like skyrocketed because people love their Starbucks and they had to make do with with the limited way that they could they could get them and like not hang out inside the cafe all day or even for a few minutes. OK, so that all makes sense. Mm -hmm. So but what has happened because of this is especially because when you're using the app, let's say i want to get a frappuccino but yeah i want like a certain kind of milk i want you know half whip 
I want to add a shot of something that tastes like something. You know, there are all so these options. And if I were to go into a Starbucks and say, okay, here's my extremely complicated order. You know, I'm probably going to get somebody behind the counter, a barista, like eye rolling me or otherwise just being like, oh my gosh, this woman is so difficult. You know, like worst person ever. Uh-huh. When you're, when you just order on an app, it's like, who cares? It's mm-hmm. like the way you order a pizza and you have like a million different toppings. Like, I mean, that's the order I'm giving you, yeah, right? So a there's a little analogy. bit less like, oh, I'm inconveniencing you or I have a little less guilt for being like high maintenance, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So there's that. And, you know, so it's like you get, so apparently what had happened, which sort of spurred this new craze is somebody who was working at a Starbucks had posted a receipt online, you know, on Twitter or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, this is like why I want to quit my job. And it was like the most complicated, weird iced coffee order that you've ever seen. Like it was like, (laughs) there were like 13 different things that the person wanted. And probably the person was just trying to see if they could get away with it because it's like yeah. too ridiculous almost seem kind like of thing. a joke yeah well yeah you'd be like at that point you might as well just like get like you know like pure cane sugar and just like <laughs> eat like a whole big you know package of it like it's just like <laughs> that wouldn't even be coffee anymore anyway so that kind of <laughs> happens and meanwhile because of course there's this app and this is starbucks focused but i'm sure this is happening at other places now, particularly on TikTok, because memes, you know, they yeah. they grow and become a, <clears throat> I don't know, what is wrong with my, my voice today? They grow and become a thing, like, out of nowhere, right? It's like, there are now videos of people one-upping each other on, like, how creative their Starbucks orders oh, can man. be. You know, and they're often, like, in their cars, and, like, they get their drink, and then it's like a, okay, here's the big reveal, let me taste this and tell you how it is kind of thing. (laughs) And so, and the company, as a result, because if something gets popular enough, Mm -hmm. the company will, like, feature that as a real flavor. Wow. Like, there's a Starbucks drink called the pink drink now, and it's, like, coconut water and, like, strawberries and, like, Hmm. I don't know, something else. It's, like, that is something that in the app, because I've looked... Like, like that's something that like a TikToker made so popular that other people would go and want it. And wow. so they're like, let's just put it on the menu because like people are going to keep asking. And like that way, the people who work here are going to be a little bit more familiar with it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's crazy. It's like the power it's like of this, social media. It's insane. yeah, it's like the what is it? The you know, the fish eating its tail. No, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting this wrong. <laughs> but it's like, where does it start? Where does yeah, it stop? You know, totally. it's like this. It's a strange thing. So I got online. I got online. I opened my Starbucks app. God, I sound like a grandmother. I got on the internet last night to check it out. I started up my AOL disk. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I this is like I it was like when Starbucks uh, locations around me wouldn't have been open anyway. But I, last night I'm like, I probably have the Starbucks app installed, right? That's like probably something that I installed mm-hmm. over the last however long I did. And I don't know why. And I open up the app and I'm like, okay, like everything's closed around me. But like, I don't even really know where the nearest Starbucks is to me. It turns out it's one of the Starbucks that's in like a Safeway grocery store. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that maybe that I don't know that they do like curbside service there. But like, let me like try another one that's like six miles away so that I don't have one like super close to me but not super far either and of course I and they're all closed so it's like the ordering stuff is like you don't you know like order like the day before and or maybe you do I don't know I wasn't given that option but I was like maybe I should do like I want to do this like you yeah. know like you know like put it put it to the test and I'm I'm looking at all these Starbucks locations that are in the general area like in my county somewhere they all open at 4:30 in the morning and I was like whoa 4:30 like the one that's in the Safeway the grocery store opens at 8 because or I think it's at 7 well anyway it's whenever the grocery store opens sure so it's a little bit more now and it opens before eight but but like it was like somewhat of a like a normal hour like oh yeah you might get a coffee on your way to work type of thing mm-hmm. but i'm like 4 30. now granted there are people especially who live where i live that commute to san francisco mm-hmm. and that is kind of a brutal commute and a lot of people do it early to escape the rush yeah. now of course pandemic times that's a little bit different, but you know, like I mentioned, people are starting to go back to normal life and there's more people on the road. And so it's like, I get that you might be on the road 
pretty early mm -hmm. you know because by about 6 30 in the morning you're going to hit traffic unless you're already done with your commute that's just like the hell of the bay area <laughs> but i'm like 4 30 though unless you were you know like i don't know driving a truck or working like kind of off hours yeah. you know kind of thing like i was like so floored like sure if i was doing something like i don't know i had like getting surgery or something mm -hmm. and like well, then I probably wouldn't be drinking coffee before surgery. But like, I was trying to think of like, how many instances would I be up that early? Going to like an early flight, like an international flight. An or early flight. That's a great example. Yeah. Okay, so there's that. But I was like, but like, is it like hopping in there at that hour? Like, I get that some people would be like, yes, I can't believe the Starbucks is open. It's not even 5 a.m. right now. But you would think that there wouldn't be that many folks. And yeah. so I'm kind of like, maybe there's just a lot more super early morning culture and this is like not even people like maybe getting off a night shift because you probably wouldn't be drinking coffee no. right that would be i don't know unless you just got you have really weird sleep patterns like i don't know I, i'm not drinking coffee That's at night like right in the middle of day. like your rem sleep like four in the yeah. morning yeah so i just i feel like i've learned a lot i have yet to order <laughs> an extremely complicated drink off uh the, and by the way, this is all known. The, the whole thing I just described, sure. besides the besides the hours of, of operation in particular Starbucks, is the appuccino thing. Uh -huh. This is this is a new thing that uh -huh. uh, I, I assume the Gen Alpha folks are much more up on. <laughs> I am now learning about it, and it's just it's so ridiculous. Oh, totally. It's so ridiculous, and it's really only Modern partly life. about how something tastes, right? Because yeah, it's like it's it, it's just a I'm doing it just to do it thing. Yeah, you should, I think you should put in a really complicated order. I think you'll be really creative at doing that and then order it for 4.30 in the morning just to see who's there. I am and not And unveil this mystery. As, as great uh, as my sleep has been as of late, like I am not getting in my car at four I bet to be you, there you know, at 4.30 when you, the store opens. You might get a lot of ag people, just a lot of farm. Because I remember I worked on a farm for a brief period in college. And like I remember having to get up really early because you have to make sure to pick things before the farmer's market opens. Oh, and yeah. It, I oh, get or like, like if you work in a bakery, right? Bakery totally. is notorious for like yep. it's hard work and you got to be there. Yeah, you're, you're baking before you're done, people, like by the time people wake up exactly. so they get nice fresh bread or pastries or whatever i've worked at a bakery I mean, I, too i i, I get everywhere. the market yeah. i get the market no. i just i'm like it's just there's enough of it that the store is like this is what time we open every day mm -hmm. maybe not yeah. sunday but like on monday morning open at 4 30. wow yeah. all right Crazy. i mean i guess i'm just i'm missing the like fun like super early morning slam I want those people to be my friends. I just want to ask him, like, what bakery do you I'm work at? I'm telling you, you're going to have to self-sacrifice. You're going to have to set your alarm for 4 and get there at 4.30. Just just do it to just see. Yeah, It's like, well, it's like I, um, an anthropological... I'm not going to promise I'm doing this before our next show. But <laughs> okay. I will, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll consider it. Okay. Also, I can, I can order, you know, any time of order from normal work hours. Sure. It doesn't have to be at 4.30. I was just struck by how early that sounded to me. Like, yeah, that's fascinating. If something's open at 6, there was a Starbucks back when you and I both lived in Echo Park. It was like a fancy Starbucks called Starbucks Reserve. Oh, yeah. And it was open at 6, and I get up early, and often I would just be like, eh, I want to go on a walk with my dog, you know? And all the other coffee shops weren't open mm -hmm. until 7, sometimes even later, just dependent. Which I don't makes know, a lot no of coffee sense. shops. Starbucks was open at six and I remember being like, yeah, open at six. Look at you, Starbucks Reserve. And now I'm like, 4.30 is just is like criminally early. <laughs> I know people should be locked up. Yeah, you know, speaking of generations, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us a little further back than the millennials. Um, I hope you don't okay. mind. Well, I know you like talking about the 80s and 90s, Sarah. I mean, I, those are my favorite decades, I think. But uh, here's a funny little fact about me. I'm not sure you know this. But back in high school, you know, uh, and, and I apologize if I've mentioned this on the show before, but we've had 100 episodes, so it's going to be hard. <laughs> Occasionally, we might repeat ourselves. Um, but in high school, they had these things called superlatives. I don't know if they still do them, but they're Senior basically... Senior superlatives. Yeah, like yeah. most athletic, prettiest, you Most know, blah, likely blah, blah. to succeed, best right. legs, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, in, in every school, I mean, there's different ones. I think Best every school legs. You've got... Can you imagine? <laughs> no, that I have a friend who's superlative got now. Yeah, no, there. I remember there being. I don't know about high school, but junior high there was, and I was like, 
that like there was like normal it's embarrassing like, oh we've all of. decided that someone has the best legs like that would not fly these days no and every time i bring it up with my friend she always gets really embarrassed but then there's like best eyes best hair mm -hmm. i mean it's kind of mm -hmm. funny but uh <laughs> there was a new superlative created at my high school when i was a senior and i won it i got it i still don't understand how or why it's very <laughs> random but i got least yuppie potential <laughs> which I, it took me a while to really figure out, well, first of all, that many people voted for me with that. That's so odd. Okay, granted, I was kind of, I loved animals and I was kind of, I, I wasn't like, I was a tree hugger a little bit. I cared about the environment. Yeah, I mean, yuppies don't dislike animals, but it's a little bit of a, you're not going to turn into one of those, like, I mean, I think the overall point of that is like, you're going to be a non-conformist, yes. boring individual. <laughs> well, not boring. No, not not that you're going to be a boring individual, yeah, a yeah, non-conformist, yeah. non-boring non -boring, individual exactly. person. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I felt like it was like, okay, that's cool. And I remember yeah. they took a photograph with me and the guy who got it. His name was Forrest and he was such a hippie and he had like dreads and stuff. And we were, I got to find this picture for you. But we, they took a photograph in front of the endangered species sculpture at, you know, my high school. I'm classic. I mean, such, such a classic shot. Anyway, <laughs> I been really, so the other night, I don't know like how this kind of came up, but I was thinking about Jennifer Jason Lee's career in movies. She's an actress okay. and yeah. you know, she's great. She's one of my favorites. And I re remembered a movie called single white female. And I thought, oh man, I got to rewatch that. I think I saw that like when I was a teenager, like that's the last time I saw it. And I vaguely remember, I know like the premise, but it would be a fun rewatch. So I rewatched it and it was really fun. And I kind of started to go down this kind of what I would call yuppie thriller, yuppie revenge thriller. It's kind of like a subgenre of film that was <laughs> mostly back in like the late 80s, like early 90s. Oh, and, and by the way, I, I really want to mention the least yuppie potential superlative couldn't have been more wrong because the next year I moved to San Francisco got a cell phone. I was like one of the first people to get a cell phone in my group of friends and I got a job in technology. So I don't know. I mean, that's, the, <laughs> I, I, I think I became slightly yuppie after that. So it's kind well, of getting interesting. Getting a self, I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. It yeah. was different. Yeah. That might've felt or seemed different back at then. That time. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. I mean, also like yuppie is not a bad word. No, it's, it's not. something where it's like, yeah, it's a, super over generalization of something that people total in over general sure. think of it as like slightly derogatory yeah oh, because sure. it's like oh you're just a yuppie you're but, affluent you have a good job you have a nice right. home like you have yeah. money but yeah so that when i say like the yuppie thriller it's just a way of sort of like trying to describe it but I'll, I'll break it down a little bit more, but it's it's sort of like people seemingly perfect couple, perfect family, perfect dog, you know, like, you know, nice house, you know, their lives get into peril. Um, something enters the home, whether it's a babysitter or a new tenant or something, and it kind of disrupts their charmed life, their supposed charmed life. I love, I love this genre, so this subgenre. And it's, like I said, is kind of like late 80s, early 90s. So I was like a teenager when I watched a lot of these. So I've been re-watching them. Totally interesting to watch them with new eyes. It's a completely different viewing experience. Some of them... I so vaguely remember like Fear from 1996, you know, Marky Mark, Alyssa Milano, mm -hmm. Reese Witherspoon. I, I watched that last night. I'm, I'm kind of on a roll here and it's pretty cheesy, but so great. I mean, so 90s and the wardrobe is just like the baggy jeans with the belt and the high waist and the, the mm -hmm. big t-shirts and the, you know, it's just, it's really fun to, to rewatch these. One of my all-time favorite movies is Fatal Attraction. So I'm not even going to really put that in this group because I just love that movie and I find it to be on a lot of different levels a, a great movie but a lot of these sort of yuppie thrillers um, were studio movies 
and they were kind of big box office type movies. And the other ones that I would like to mention here are uh, The Sleeping with the Enemy, which is from 1991 with Julia Roberts. Not the greatest movie. I did rewatch it recently, but it's so entertaining and so 90s. You know, the 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 architecture of the homes that these people live in are a very prominent sort of symbol of their, whatever you want to call it, their affluency. It's always kind of, like I said, this this person, this evil person, whoever it is, the coming into the home and disrupting this supposed happy life. They're usually kind of jealous. They come from, maybe they're like a foster. Maybe they come from kind of like some hard knocks and they're jealous of the mom with the cute baby and the perfect dog. And it they always end up in some gruesome way, like killing the, the pet and, and all this stuff. And Sounds great. Yeah, I know, Sarah. I knew you were going to say that. You were going to be happy with that. Anyway, I, I find them to be really fun and entertaining, kind of like popcorn movies. The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, 92. Pacific Heights, 1990. Um, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. There's something somewhat satisfying about it. Um, so let me know what your favorite yuppie thriller is. Email us at hi at havesuchagoodday.com. Yeah, uh, speaking of email, we've got a couple emails, um, and thank you in advance, because we'd love to hear from you, and we, uh, as Heather mentioned in our Discord, we do have folks who are at the $5 and up per month level, talking all day, every day in our Discord, and it's so much fun, and we love y'all, and we'd love to have more of you, um, but uh, patreon.com slash have such a good day is where to find out more about becoming a patron and directly supporting the show, but, uh, but emails are appreciated as well. We got one from Alan. Alan lives in Salt Lake City. And you were talking last week, Heather, about painting, <laughs> which you're still in the midst of, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that going down the rabbit hole of colors and like what, what blue is different from this other blue and, oh my God, mm-hmm. there's like 50 other blues and which one am I going to get? And is it going to be the right blue? Ah, <laughs> Alan says, I have a tip for wall paint colors. And this is again, based on your 50 shades of blue dilemma in last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Alan says, this might not apply to you. But the best advice I got from my parents was to buy the bedspread, the pillows, the drapes, etc. first. Then pick the paint color to match. It's a lot easier to match the paint to the item than to find something to match the paint. Have such a good day. Oh my gosh, Alan. I wish I would have gotten this email like two weeks ago because I am now in that space. So I already have a bedspread. I already have like the all of those like accessories, those items. There's already drapes on the on the windows, which happened to be kind of an off-white, thank God. Um, but I am struggling a little bit because I didn't think, when I decided on my taupe walls in my bedroom, I have kind of a um, a smoky gray kind of linen duvet cover. I think it'll be fine because it's like an earth tone, and but it, it might kind of match a little bit. Um, so I, yeah, I'm, I might be screwed on some of these uh, things. I'm gonna have to maybe um, replace uh, certain things that just don't match. I'm, I'm not that good at that. I'm, I'm really good at picking out an item. Like, I think I'm, I'm really good at knowing, like, I want that chair, and it's like black and white gingham, and I'll just buy it, but then I'm like, oh my god, this looks terrible in here. Or like my <laughs> olive green stove is going to be probably a nightmare because I'm going to have to repaint everything. Anyway, that's super helpful for anyone out there just embarking on this paint journey. Um, we also got... I've never, a, I've never uh, before we talk, move on, I've never thought about doing that. Now, I'm also not painting walls all that often, you know, <laughs> most of the time as a renter. I mean, with some exceptions, I have painted a wall here and there, but I'm just sort of like, eh, it's the color that it is. Mm-hmm. Um but I've never thought about being like, okay, what are all the things that are going to be in this room that have their own color? I'm yeah. also, I'm a white sheet, white comforter bed person. Uh-huh. Um, accent pillows, throw blanket, sure. all that stuff. You know, that's fair game. You know, it's not that I want everything to just be like stark white and boring, but I just, I don't know. I like, I like accents to have color and pattern I and agree. the big things to sort of, you know, my couch is like a sort of somewhat boring gray. Yeah. But, you know, like, I don't know. So I think, I think smart. Like, 
Well, and also you think like, oh, a duvet cover or a bedspread or, you know, whatever. Like, of course, it's like not that easy to change out the drapes. But I'm like, well, you could just buy a new duvet cover yeah. based on the color of the walls. But I, I like your style, Alan. T- thinking a little bit I backwards do. might well, I actually is, be advantageous. This is what interior designers, I think, learn in school. It's like you have to create a cohesive palette and you start, you map it out. And I think it would help to draw it out draw out the whole plan, like the room, like this is what you want. Like, I think that would have helped me because what I keep doing is I'm picking a color, I'm picking a piece of furniture and I'm not thinking about the bigger picture. Um, So yeah, that is super helpful. I will take that you know, to heart uh, as I go forward. <laughs> Take it to heart, Heather. <laughs> Take it to heart. Well, uh, one of um, one of our longtime patrons, 2120 South Michigan Avenue, sent us a note about the paint also. Um, H, meaning I believe my name, Heather. Yes. Uh, look up cornflower blue. directed to you, Heather. <laughs> uh, several shades of CFB include gray. Darn it. I wish I would have gotten this message two weeks ago because I already picked my blue. But... I will, um, you know, th- there might be another room that I'd like to, to paint some kind of um, shade of blue. So I will definitely take a look at that. Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm literally, as of today, our 100th episode, I am starting to paint my office blue. And the blue that I chose is called Grand Rapids. And it's kind of a blue gray. And I, you know, I'm crossing my fingers. Uh, hopefully it won't... Um, mess up the rest of my room i don't think it will i'm sure it'll be great um i'm excited corn fa- corn flower blue that's it sounds soothing it does um i love how uh, our old buddy michigan was like and there's several shades of corn flower blue, by the <laughs> so way he knows. like it's not just the one <laughs> sound specific ah you know nothing <laughs> it's a whole genre of paint yeah yep. paint um yeah i'm just gonna stick with my wood paneling for you know the foreseeable future although i do sometimes sit in there and i think it would look so dramatically different because my ceilings are so high mm-hmm. like if i i don't know like painted like a teal accent wall i'm mm. not doing those things first of all i don't own it so i mean yeah i'm not gonna do that you would like you can't go back <laughs> once you've painted wood paneling it's like yeah can't no. change your mind uh also that's just a crazy color and i'm like it would either be awful and like i would literally not be able to live in here anymore or it'd be so cool and i'd wonder why i didn't do it earlier you just never know no you never know and sometimes you have to paint over it so um i will continue to fill you in on my painting adventures because i have many rooms to go sounds like a a fun adventure and and (laughs) do email us anything that we talk about on the show or anything that you'd want us to talk about on a future show it's all fair game hi at have such a good day.com well, I believe episode 100 is winding to a close. Was oh, next that what, what you were just about to say? I was to just me? about to say, and I was going to say next week, you can look forward to your, our first palindrome in the hundreds. That's right. Triple digit palindrome episode. <laughs> Not one to miss. Not one to miss, people. Listen, you take your little victories where you get them. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's something that I, I, I'm already excited about it. I've talked about the palindromes before. Palindromes are very soothing to me. They are. They are my ASMR. SMR. <laughs> ASMR. ASMR, yeah. Yeah. There's well, an SMR podcast I listen to, so I'm always getting that confused. Everybody, you know, in the meantime, while I'm moving and Sarah is getting excited about her palindrome episode next week, I want y'all to have a wonderful week. Me too. And make another person smile. And just that's an order. That is an order. That's your homework. Work hard and be nice to people, you fuckers. (laughs) Don't slack. (laughs) Well, talk to them nicely on Slack if that's how you're communicating with each other, which Heather and I do as well. Yeah. Have have a wonderful week, everybody. And thanks for thanks for making it to 100 episodes. Let's have 100 more. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some of this. Some of the stuff we talk about is timely, but hey, you might have joined us somewhere in the middle of 100 episodes. Archives are there. Uh, You know, listen to any show you'd like, and we're just so happy that you're along for the ride. This is true. Well, uh, until next week, I will be Heather forever. And I will be Sarah. And we hope you have have such such a good good day. day.
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.